Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number 13. Tonight's a songs edition. How are you doing, Andy? Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's it's February 1st. Now we're into the new uh, new month and we've yes. got a, a series of shows here that are going to talk on our songs edition. Usually we do album reviews, concerts, musician reviews, overviews of concerts and things like that. This will be six straight shows of an album review. Yes. Now, the artist is Johnny Cash, the Johnny man in Cash. black, the man yes. in black. All right. So I'm what I'll do it. here is bring up the album we're going to cover. Yes. And you well, can introduce, yeah, you, you know, kind of like a sometimes, sometimes pastor go into a sermon series for six weeks. We're kind of doing this six album series. For six <laughs> yes. Yes. A series. Um, Johnny Cash. Uh, this is called the American Recordings. He did six albums at the end. Uh, the first one was American Recordings. Was his 81st album by Johnny Cash. It was released oh April 26th of 94 on American Records. Um, that had just changed its name from Deaf America. Deaf America, which was Deaf Jam Records at one time. Okay. Um, the album it was marked as the beginning of a career resurgence for Cash, who was widely recognized as an icon of American music, but whose record sales had suffered during the late 70s and 80s. Cash was approached by producer Rick Rubin, who offered a contract with Rubin's American Recordings label. Better known for rap and heavy metal than country music, Rubin had seen Cash perform at Bob Dylan's 30th anniversary concert in late 92. Felt Cash still had a, still had a little bit left in the tank there. Um, so what it was, the recordings came down. Johnny, of course, his 81st album. Johnny was no spring chicken in 94. <laughs> um, so that's what was released in 94. So they recorded in 93. Um, under Ruben's supervision, Cash recorded most of the album in his own Tennessee cabin or Ruben's home in Los Angeles, accompanied only by his guitar. This was a return to Cash's earliest recording style. His first producer, Sam Phillips, had determined in the, the 1950s that Cash's voice was best suited for a stripped-down style in the three- or four-piece ensemble, which was Johnny Cash and the Tennessee Three. I mean, that's where it came from. Um, and some people said Johnny Cash doesn't really sing. He just kind of talks rhythmically, which is fine with me. Whatever he does, I love it. The, mm -hmm. um, you know, Um. The, the one thing I want to bring about here, he had two songs, uh, Devil's Gone and Drive On were released. But I just want to go to the track listings here. And then through this whole series, it even starts in this album. He he does a lot of covers of other artists, plus his own original stuff. Uh, Devil's Gone, which is a song written by Johnny Cash. Let the Train Blow the Whistle by Johnny Cash. The Beast in Me by Nick Lowe. Drive On by Johnny Cash. Why Me, Lord, by Chris Christopherson. 13 by Glenn Danzig. <laughs> and that's the remake of the song 13 from the um, Hangover movie that Danzig did. Oh. Danzig did that song, in the, so Cash covered it. Um, Why Bury Me Not, um, the introduction to A Cowboy's Prayer, written by uh, Johnny Lomax, Alan Lomax, Roy Rogers and Tim Spencer. Bird on a Wire by Leonard Cohen. 
Tennessee Stud by Jimmy Drip by Jimmy Driftwood. Nice. Down there by the train by Tom Waits. Redemption and Like a Soldier, both Johnny Cash songs. And the Man Who Couldn't Cry by Loden Wainwright the Third. Now there's the 13 songs. Uh, once five minutes on, and like in typical Johnny Cash country songs, two and a half minutes for most of these. Okay. The recording dates for all these songs. December 5th, December 5th, December 5th. 6th, 7th, 7th. Um, what? Oh, Bury Me Not was done between May 17th and 20th. And the rest of the songs were December 6th, 3rd, 7th, 6th, 6th, 3rd. So in a week, he recorded this album, except for one song. Wow. And, and you could tell if he recorded three songs in one day, it was sit and go. It wasn't this, uh, can you do this again? Can you do it? it was Johnny and his guitar and his microphone. Um, the personnel on the album was Johnny Cash on acoustic guitar, vocals, main performer, liner notes, Rick Rubin, producer, Jim Scott, mixing, uh, David Ferguson, engineer, uh, Stephen uh, Markinson with mastering. So, so it was Johnny Cash and a guitar. The thing I like about Johnny Cash music, and I'm going to say this every week of the six weeks on here too. You believe what he's singing to you like it happened to him personally or a close friend. Um, and that's where I think I really enjoyed his, his gospel music because he was like asking for redemption and that through stuff he'd done because we know Johnny did it, you know. Mm-hmm. When he says, oh, forgive me, it's like, yeah, Johnny is truly asking for forgiveness because he needs lots of it, <laughs> you know. Um, this album, at the end of 1994, American Recordings was voted the 17th best album of the year on the Paz and Jap, an annual poll of American critics nationwide. In other year-end lists, it ranked 36th by Select, 23rd by NME, um, 17th, 16th, 5th by the Los Angeles Times, 4th by Mojo, 2nd by OOR. I'm not familiar with them, but they had it 2nd. At the 1995 Grammys, it won Cash a Grammy Award for Best Compilation Folk Album. Rolling Stone magazine later placed the record at number 366 on the magazine's Top 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. And Country Music Television ranked at number 27 on the network's list of top 40 greatest country albums in its 20 in its 2006 list. The charts in 1994 peaked at 23 on the top country albums, um, 110 on the Billboard 200, number 9 on the RPM, which is like the Canadian country albums, and 72 for the RPM of top albums in Canada. This album by John Cash, uh, actually, fun fact, born J.R. Cash. is his real name. Okay. Um, might come up after the six. We do like a like test after all this. You can get fun of that. Big trivia, yes. Big Johnny Cash trivia week seven. Um, two songs in the album that have been recorded by Cash previously, Dell is Gone, from his 1962 album, The Song of Johnny Cash, and Oh, Bury Me Not for his 1965, Johnny Cash sings the ballads of the true West. So two were his own covers, re-releases, but the rest were all 
other done. Chris Christopherson, not a shock he did a Chris Christopherson song. They were the Highwaymen. That's a thing. Glenn Danzig, the guy who did Mother. Go back and listen to that so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Listen to Glenn Danzig's version of 13. Remember that because, little spoiler alert, he does a lot of songs from that genre on the albums coming out. Um, Because, first of all, if you say, no, Johnny Cash, you can't record my song, you're one of the bigger idiots there are in the world. Well, um, Danzig, that's going to be my homework assignment, Andy. I'm going to listen to that 13, both Zip. versions. Yep. That, that's the homework. And don't don't really say which one's better or worse because that's not what it's here for. Just to hear the similarities, how Johnny didn't really change the song to make it Johnny's. Yeah. He sang it just in Johnny's style. Uh, it's 42 yeah, that's, minutes and 45 seconds. So that's what I like. That's what I like about the, the tributes uh, on the covers is that you have some um, – you band some play. You get some play there to deal with how you want to do it, but you don't want to overstep your bounds or not do enough, but make it your own at the same time without uh, going too far. Yeah, and like I said, with Johnny Cash, just when I listen to this, like I said I listened to it right for the show today. Um, forty-two minutes and forty-five seconds. It's the fastest forty-two minutes you've ever heard because it's like, oh, it's over because you're enjoying it so much. You want it just to keep going. Well, um, perfect for a, a, a car ride, running errands or whatever, and yep. um, you could whip through it just like that. You, you got to roast in the oven. It's got to cook for 45 minutes to listen to this. The whole, you know, Because if you like Johnny Cash a little bit, you're going to like these albums because they're just kind of like Johnny at the end of his career to really start with the Folsom album on. Okay. It's kind of like Johnny – Sorry, Johnny didn't give a shit what you thought of him. He's going to sing it. Well, he he's reached his maturity level, yeah. and he wasn't trying to impress and trying to uh, you know gain audience. He was just doing what he wanted to do, and that's why it was so good. It's authentic. And, and that's why I like about Johnny Cash, and I've said this on the show before. That's why I like a lot of the blues stuff and jazz stuff because it's just they could do a three and a half minute song about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it's cool. You know, <laughs> just the way he does it. And it's very, as you see the album cover there, just it's Johnny. And it's a great album cover. Love it. You know, the, the others, as you see them come up, they're just the series that Rick Rubin did with this. Just incredible. This one is, this album is considered folk and country. Okay. I consider it Johnny Cash music. There's yeah. His music doesn't have a label. It's Johnny Cash. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So we'll have five more of these episodes like this going down the, the remaining the, the, the final six. Into Good March, stuff. Yes. Um, I can't believe that 81 album number. Yes. Just so mind boggling. And, and and the thing is on this, as these six came out, other albums were released in between like greatest hits or compilations. So okay. this was the first. The next one wasn't per se his 82nd album. There was others that were released. You know, hey, here's the greatest hits. Here's Johnny Cash in the 60s. You know, other compilations are put out there. But, yeah, and that producer has been around for a long time, too. Uh, Rick Rubin. Yeah, look up Rick Rubin's stuff. Uh, then all of a sudden, you know, rap and heavy metal is what he was associated with in the 70s and 80s, 90s. Basically, when Johnny's career went down, was because of the, <laughs> the other music Rick Rubin was doing. Um, 
But Johnny Cash's music didn't really go down though because he was still kind of there. It's just he wasn't front page. So yeah, and the old Def Jam label. Yes. American now, yes. Who'd have thought he'd been on that label one time? Before? I never, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that either. Wow. But as the others come on, you think you said wow now on some of these. You just wait, young man. I can't. This will be a learning experience for me. Like I said, um, for the other listeners out there that may not know that, I'm a very entry-level Johnny Cash fan. I like the man. I like his music, like his stuff. Um, I'm not that well-versed in his background. I'm not that well-versed in his history. One more thing on these Johnny Cash albums. I know there's a couple Johnny Cash tribute bands in the area. I have never seen any of those bands, but I guarantee none of these songs will be played by them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I'm pretty sure the tribute bands that will stick to the the, the pre pre 80s stuff, you know, stuff we're all yep. more familiar with. Makes sense. So, that's what I got, sir. That's my little intro here. You got some other stuff on concerts and I'm gonna talk about news. yeah, I'm gonna talk about some concerts and upcoming shows uh, in the local area. I did want to point out that. If you get a chance to see Mad Alice, uh, I saw them at the Shakopee Bowl last week. This photo here uh, I took uh, from them on the stage. Very good show. Just like we've always talked about, neither of us had gone to see them. I would highly recommend it. Uh, recommend it. The opening band is called The Grime. They play 90s. But I was thinking, or I guess I was going to assume that it was like more grunge types of things. But it wasn't. It was, it was the popular 90s songs that were out there. And you're a typical person to go, you're going to know all the songs. You're going to know every single one. It's a great, they, and they actually play them very well. I was struck by the fact that I've never heard of the band called The Grime and how good they were. I just typically go in assuming an opening band is going to be just a little, a little bit less, a little like the light version, the unleaded version, right? Yep. And these guys could hold their own. Now, let's go to the next one here. In the air tonight, Phil Collins coming to the Medina, March 23rd, and Genesis. That should be a good show. I'm already yeah. here now that we're in February. Uh, it's already uh, technically next month. Soul Driver. Now, Andy, have you heard of these guys, right? I've heard the name. Okay. Um, I've got the new album out here. It's, it's Michael... Uh, sweet, and I'm not sure the other name on that, but this is another combination of a group, and it sounds like it's pretty good. I've not listened to this band or this album, but um, this is a new new release as well. Yeah, I think one of the interns put it up on the Facebook page, and I thought, "Ooh, Michael Sweet, I got to listen to this." Yes, exactly. I'm a big Michael Sweet guy, so now Thunder Mother, also very good stuff. Now this is an all female rock group based in Europe. I think they're in Sweden, perhaps. I'm not sure where they're based out of, but it's I watched their new, uh, a new their new single was released with a music video two days ago. So I went through, watched that. This is a fun, energetic group that is a rock band, a heavy metal band. Is it safe to watch at work? You should probably, you'll probably be safe watching it at at work. But these guys, this is a rock and roll kind of like an '80s version of rock and roll, okay. all female. It's like Vixen. Okay. Now, these guys are, uh, and they're gals, uh, the drummer, the bassist, the lead guitarist, very good uh, musically. I think they've been around for, for 10 or 15 years, but I've never heard of them. But uh, their new single is out on a music video, fun to watch, good group there based in Europe. 
So are you assigning now homework, Dan? That we have to check these guys out. I would, I would, if I was to sign something this week, it would just that one song alone. All right. And that'll that'll lead you down the other things that this group is, is right. known for. It's uh very good. I thought they were, you know, an American band, and I, I went back and saw because uh, they sang, you know, all English, but it's like Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin. They they could come from the UK. Um, and they all sing normally. Then you hear them talk on interviews. It's a uh, um, different country altogether. Um, good group, though. I, I like their stuff. All right. Also coming up, Medina Firehouse along with Sweet. We've talked about that. This one's coming up here in February as well. There's Lita Ford. That's February 24th. I don't think I'm going to go to this show. Andy, here's how they've got it set up. I looked to get tickets. There's general admission, right? Like general admission, 20, yep. uh, 20 bucks, but it's really to stand in the, in the back. Now, if you get the silver level, you can move up for 38 bucks and get an assigned seat at a table on the dance floor. It's really, it's kind of reminds me of COVID days when they had yeah. those tables set up. So this is a Lita Ford show with, with Steelheart where you're sitting at a table um, looking and watching the band. And then in the back, it's people standing first come first serve in a standing gallery area for general admission. I don't know if that's going to be my scene or not. That's, that's the end of February. I would like to see Lita Ford, but I, I may, I don't know. I don't know. Wait till next time, but I guess it's yeah. all, I'm not getting too close to her. Maybe I, that's I like Lita, but for 20 bucks, I don't want to be back by the popcorn machine. I want to be closer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and I love her, but she's not $50 worth to be up close either. So it's an interesting thing. Now, there might, this might be up someone's, you know, someone else's alley. We're not you know, passing yeah. any judgment, but that's the way they've got it set up for uh, for Medina. The other thing coming, Dockin' and Bullet Boys. Now, Andy, you were interested in this I show. Know. Any any word or are you going to pass the, it up? The, the dollars are kind of scaring me away. I got some other concerts I kind of want to spend my concert dollar on, although I know yeah. this is probably going to be Don Dockin's last run, but. I hope he's got one more year next year and I can catch it then. Yeah, still would be a good show. Um, that's coming up when we got two more slides here. Pop Rocks at the Shakopee right. Bowl. Now, this is tomorrow. This is this Friday is night. Year sold out, too. Yeah, and uh, now this is one that they will say will draw 300-plus people. Yeah. I mean, this, the, the, the popular shows that everyone can dance to and sing along to, $10 at the door, gets you in. They clear out the bar ahead of time. No one else can stay unless you're there to watch the show. So... This should be popular. This is not uh, my, you know, my style of music. You mentioned before that you'd like to see, you know, perhaps some of the yeah, you know, for the ten bucks, yeah, I get, get my ten bucks entertainment out of it, but ten dollars you know. for sure, yeah. So this yeah. is tomorrow night. This is their uh, the Groundhog Day special at the Shakopee Bowl. Wow. And finally, March first, a month from today, also at the Shakopee Bowl. This is another band, Sugar Buzz, that's coming. Yep. $10 cover at the door. Once again, this is another popular songs. You're going to understand. You're going to know. They're going to be uh, songs that everyone is going to know done by this group. Well, we've interviewed the lead singer, yep. um, Beth, Beth, before on, on other interviews. Very good, and we like to promote and, and pump their stuff. But Sugar Buzz is also very good. They'll they'll bring that in. This will be another one that you're going to get roughly 300 people at these shows. Yeah, Very good. Get there early for those. Get there early, get a, you know, great menu. Great menu there besides. You know, it's not just pizzas, but the pizzas, burgers, appetizers. Um, shopping bowl, very good food. And the hams, two-for-one specials. Right. 
right? We can't forget oh. either, but um, oh. great location there. That's all I've got for music. Anything else that you can think of? You know, not too much musically. Um, just a lot of the other bands, like I said, Medina, uh, the Mole on Shockbeat. Those are the places to go right now. Even though the weather outside here in Minnesota says you can go out on the patio and listen to a band, don't be surprised if you see one pop up in the next couple weeks, someone going, hey, we're doing it. We're putting someone on the patio tonight. So don't be surprised if you don't see someone, uh, not a big name band, but someone will go, hey, we'll we'll play outside if you're willing to have us, you know. And, and you know, you look out at the, the weather forecast, you know, 10 days, and if there's nothing coming and you're getting highs in the, in the 50s, that's – People are doing it. I mean, patios have been open. There's golf courses that are open. I mean, literally yep. right now, it's so odd, and that's February 1st. Now, the last thing I want to say, and Andy, you're going to love this, what I heard the most at that Mad Alice show from people talking about, and I, and I talked about how good they were, and I was talking to folks about how good these uh, musicians are. They said, you've got to see 10,000 days. The tool, yes. I've heard that twice the other night. It's a lot of the same members of, of Mad Alice, but – Everyone said, "Tool, ten thousand days tribute, um, knock your socks off." So I'm that's keep moving up my list, and you too, Andy. I think we got to get there sometime and see these guys there. perform. I'm more of a Tool guy than I am Allison Chains, so that's why that one intrigues me a little more. Yeah, and I'm lesser of a Tool, but from what I'm hearing and the guys on the stage, I can only imagine what it's like. And they said it'll blow your socks off. It's unbelievable. And I thought this is Matt Alice. Uh, just rocked but this is 10,000 days it's called it's a tribute to tool um i've never heard anything bad about these guys nice we'll add it to the list that's all i've got for this week um, that's it have a good week everyone see ya see ya